Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Valerie Greenfeld is the author of Backyard Jihad. She worked for Ronald Reagan in the White House Office of Legislative Affairs, and she spoke to me about Backyard Jihad, how parents can detect the invisible threat of radicalization. Listen. Valerie, thank you very much for the time, and it is very much for many parents an invisible threat. They don't know what's going on even, or they tell us they don't know what's going on, even after their offspring have ostensibly joined ISIS, which is what a Canadian who lives in the UK told us about his son, um, who's now being held by the Kurds in a prison. And he still believes, the father still believes that his son wasn't a member of ISIS, even though he was, he was in Raqqa for three years. So if you can, thank you for joining us and give us just a, a sense of how, how invasive the threat is and where it can be coming from. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, this is a very important topic. And as you said, you know, it's an invisible threat because parents really haven't got the ra- their radar on this problem. It's, it's very easy when you have a politician like Prime Minister Trudeau who wants to poo-poo the whole thing and pretend that there's nothing happening and it's okay. Um, and that just exacerbates the problem. Um, the, you know, when, when you talk to somebody like Christine Bordeaux, whose son, Damien, I'm assuming is that... That's, that's who I was talking about, of, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, you know, she will tell you that most parents don't know when their child is becoming radicalized. They say, oh, it's just a teenage stage. You know, teenagers go through a lot of emotional upheaval um, as they're trying to become adults, and they test things, and they try to figure out who they are. And so sometimes it looks like it's just teenage angst. And in other, and, and, but it might not be teenage angst. And my purpose in my book, um, Backyard Jihad is not to scare anybody, but just to educate parents what are the signs, what should you, they be looking for, so that they can tell the difference between um, you know, teenage angst and a very serious um, problem, at, which is radicalization. And I know that um, Trudeau you know, said that you know, there's always de-radicalization. Um, and there are many, many programs around the world that are de-radicalization programs, France, Germany, Britain, and even some in the United States. I'm not really sure if there's anything in Canada, but they don't work. <laughs> and this is the problem. Um, no, because 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 these happen. young these young people these young people accepted um, their radicalizing, and in yeah. most cases, from what I understand, also read uh, parts of your book where they're not chosen by accident. They're not just suddenly uh, there's somebody we think might be a prospect for radicalization. There's there's method behind uh, the uh, behind the approach, at least some Absolutely. of the time. Is there not? Absolutely. Absolutely. So just like any predator, they are out looking for vulnerable, um, vulnerable teens that they think they can manipulate and brainwash. And, you know, online especially, which is the number one um, place where, where uh, young people are terrorized or, or, um, or brainwashed or manipulated because that's where they are. And so, you know, the, these, um, these recruiters, radical recruiters, radical Islamists know all of that. They do their homework. They're very cunning. And they, they have strategies to bring in vulnerable uh, young teens. Uh, from wherever they are. And one of the strategies is 
somebody that's very isolated, you know, a child, uh, a, t- a child or a teen or young adult who's spending a lot of time maybe on, in the basement on their, on their computer, you know, the parents usually don't know what they're doing on their computer, who they're talking to. Are they really just doing their homework or are they in some jihadist chat room making a friend because they're so lonely and that friend knows how to say all the right things so that they'll think, oh, I finally found my purpose in life. Because that's what young people are searching for. Now you give them all the right answers. Yeah. You, you communicated, did you not, with uh, somebody who's gone that route? Oh, absolutely. I did actually speak with, um, the, with Christine Bordeaux, who you were speaking about. And there are many, um, unfortunately, there are many, many cases of this. Um, I did speak with, um, with uh, several people in the United States, their parents. And then, of course, there's one case um, in the United States in Tennessee where the, the son was radicalized while he was in the Army, and um, Carlos Bledsoe, and his father became very involved with, with how did that happen? How do you become, how do you come, get turned from you know, being a big patriot as he was raised to, being, to going against your own government? And this is all brainwashing. You know, I'm, I'm going to play you... A little bit out of sequence. Can you get the John Letts clip ready, please? Uh, I, I've, as I said, I've spoken to uh, parents whose children became infatuated with uh, the radical Islam model they were presented with, mm-hmm. and and one of them was uh, John Letts. He is Canadian, who lives in the UK, uh, married a British woman, and uh, his son Jack stands accused of having joined ISIS but was then, after the fall of ISIS, imprisoned by Kurdish fighters. And oh Mr. Letts told me that he knew his son's, knew of his son's conversion to Islam, but still didn't believe he had joined ISIS, even though his son moved to Raqqa, where, according to John Letts, his son Jack had spent three years publicly criticizing ISIS. And I, my point to him was, do you really believe that you can go to Raqqa and you can engage in publicly criticizing ISIS for three years? And, and let, me just play, let me just play a little bit of what John Letts said to us. The law is basically the police say, we believe that there is a risk, there was a risk that some of the money you tried to send could have been used for terrorism. Okay. That's the charge, and that's 14 years um, in jail for that. So you know, he can say I'm just a father in denial or I'm naive or anything like that, but no, there's never been any evidence to show that. If there was, I'd love to know it, because if he really was a member of ISIS, I'd be the first to queue up and condemn him. Okay, so there uh, is is John Letts, about his son Jack, and John and his wife uh, sent money to uh, their son, and they've been, or were, I don't know what the situation of the case is now, because we talked to him in February, haven't spoken to him since, uh, tried to set it up, weren't able to, but uh, he was facing 14 years in prison for having done this. So this father was so convinced that his son was just innocently involved with, you know, uh, going to Syria and going to Raqqa, that he actually sent him money. It's unbelievable. You know, I think love is blind. It's very hard to see a, your own child doing something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing is, that's what, that's what brainwashing does. You know, maybe it's not really, it's not the child that he raised but mm-hmm. it is the person he is now. Uh, Valerie, I just want to make one point here, and I, I don't know why we need to say it, but we do, because 
otherwise I'll be answering emails for you know for the next couple of days. Um, not everyone who is a Muslim is a jihadist or an enemy of Canada and the United States. So I don't know. I mean, if I don't say that, I know I'll be hearing from people saying this is all anti-Muslim. It's not. It's anti. It's it's trying to persuade parents to be aware of what could be happening to their children, as far as those people who are trying to trying to radicalize them and get them involved in activities, uh, radical Islamic activities like joining ISIS. So exactly. What what so what, what, what are you finding? In, well, let me just ask you this: What do you find in the school environment? What do you find in 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 high schools and universities or colleges in the United States? What's happening there? So the problem is that teachers are, in general, very liberal, and they want you know in some schools they're teaching you know all the all the three main religions. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and that's fine if they're just giving the facts. But what happens is it's illegal in the United States to indoctrinate or to step over the line from facts to opinion. A teacher, it is illegal for a teacher to say, you know, Islam is love, and this is the shaheed. There, there are certain things that can be said um, that mean that you want to convert to, into Islam. So if a child is saying those things in the classroom or taking a field trip to a radical mosque and using, you know, um, their calligraphy, their art, you know, um, classes to, 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 to write in Arabic certain things that mean they're, they're becoming uh, Islamic, these things are illegal. And, um, and in many cases now, schools are saying you cannot teach any religion and it has to be taught at home. And I think that's the best way, because then the parents can say to the child, this is what we believe. So when the child leaves the home and goes out into the world, they know who they are. They're not searching. They're not vulnerable yeah, and yet, for somebody to come save them. And yet teachers in the U.K. have petitioned the British government to take action against parents who don't want their children to take any day trips to mosques and participate in a day of prayer and Islamic teachings. Uh, teachings. That's right. Uh, so That's the exactly teachers, right. teachers' federations in the United Kingdom want parents to be either challenged or published, uh, pu- uh, punished, and and this refusal by the parent to allow the children to participate in such days shown on the child's scholastic record for the rest of their school life. That's absolutely right, and that's happening um, in many places around the world, and including the United States and the UK. And, and this is why it's becoming such a problem, and one of the reasons that I wrote my book is because people need to have the right information. And in school, oftentimes, those teachers are not um, educated enough to understand what the difference is between Islam, the religion, and Islamism, the radical, uh, the radical interpretation of the religion. No. And that's what we're speaking about here. Okay. We're not talking about the religion itself. Um, but what happens when the teachers don't understand what they're teaching and they ask, you know, um, they ask girls to wear a burqa for a day to have national hijab day or national burqa day. And this is not something that, that that's, um, it's indoctrination. It's part of an indoctrination plan that they've had for a long time. It's not just happenstance. It's on purpose. Children and, um, and the parents have the right to challenge Anything, of course. That, anything that goes but on in their lives, said, kids' the lives. Parents are, are punished, and the children are punished. For let me ask you. Let me ask you this: in the minute, in the minute we have left, sure. what's the sure. reaction to the book being? It's been amazing because people are learning. They're learning what's really going on, and that media is not it's not explaining these things, um, with the re, with the exception of you and several other 
um, iHeartRadio, um, you know, this is why I wrote it, because I want parents to teach their children before they go off to college, watch out for the Muslim Student Association, which is in the United States and over 300 colleges and universities. And 80% of the Muslim Student Associations and Students for Justice of Palestine are radical. Well, there's a lot of talk about what's going on in universities and colleges, certainly in this country as well. Uh, and parents just have generically the responsibility to keep track of what's going on in their kids' lives, and uh, then to, if they object to something that's happening, uh, find out what the truth of the matter is, and then carry it forward uh, as they see best. The book is Backyard Jihad, How Parents Can Detect the Invisible Threat of Radicalism by Valerie Greenfeld. Thank you, Valerie. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Hit up Apple Podcasts or Google Play and subscribe to The Roy Green Show Podcast. The Roy you want when you want.